Eternal Health, episode number 21. Listening to the Eternal Health Podcast, where we discuss God's great design for your life in body, mind, and spirit. Your host is Laura Rimmer, who's a plant-based nutritionist, author, speaker, and health coach. Looking for yoga tips or the latest protein shake recommendations? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. If you're ready for no-nonsense, multi-layered health expertise, drawing on evidence-based nutrition and biblical principles, welcome to Eternal Health. For show notes and to download your free 5-minute Optimum Health Scorecard, please visit laurarimmer.com. Enjoy the show. Hi there, welcome back to Eternal Health. It's Laura Rimmer here, your host. This week, I'm just going to get straight into it, we are talking about the effect of pesticides on our health. It's a hotly debated topic and the reason why I'm talking about this today is because I spoke at an event last week, A, I was doing a health talk, an hour's health talk at a yacht club locally and the question kept coming up, uh, a lady kept asking a question related around pesticides. Are they harmful for us? What foods contain pesticides? How can we avoid them? What effect will they have on our bodies? She was asking questions along those lines. So I thought um, I would share the answers that I gave to her with you today because it's an important topic. She was right to raise it. You know, the food choices we make need to be informed around the amount of chemicals that are going into those foods and where possible where our budget allows where availability allows what can we do that's reasonably practicable and practical in our life to be cutting down on the amount of toxins in the form of pesticides that we're getting in our body so that's the topic for today's podcast If you haven't caught last week's podcast yet, episode 20, then that's actually related somewhat to this week in terms of the toxin aspect of things. Last week's was how to tame the toxins in your diet and life for joy and freedom. And I discussed nine areas of your diet and life that we need to be detoxifying for great health. So if you're looking to lose weight, tackle an ongoing health issue or anything like that this year, then definitely go back and listen to that one. Now, I was going to bring you a podcast today on clean and unclean animals and foods and meats as described in the Bible. I was going to do a bit of a, some well, partly a theological appraisal of eating and the foods which which are good for us and in particular what God labels as clean and unclean, looking back in Deuteronomy and Leviticus 11 in the Bible and also bringing in the health aspect of what's good for us. But to be completely frank, it's a big study. I've started all the research, but um, don't feel quite ready yet to produce the podcast on that topic. So I'm going to continue to read, research, pray on this, and then I will bring you that in, well, hopefully in a few weeks' time. So that will be an interesting one. Whether you're a Christian or not, it's interesting to hear from the Bible some of the animals that are uh, are declared as clean and unclean and the reasoning behind it and the implications that it has for us in this day and age and the food choices we make so keep an eye out for that one hopefully in a few weeks time 
So let's get into today's podcast all about pesticides. Now I'm going to talk first off on what pesticides are used in our agriculture and our farming on our fruits and vegetables and in the meat industry. What harm that those pesticides can cause so why we should be concerned about them and then we're going to look at the worst foods so a list of the top foods that contain a lot of pesticides and that uh, yeah we need to be thinking about how we buy them where we buy them what types of those foods we buy like organic or non-organic so I'll be giving you some solutions to avoiding those foods and replacing them and then we'll be rounding it all up to give you a mini plan if you like on things we should be eating more of, things we should be avoiding and some solutions to get around the issue of so many pesticides. Not that we can fully get around it but a strategy at least to try and minimise the amount of pesticides in our foods, in our family's foods that we're giving to our children and loved ones. Okay, so let's start with just a brief overview of the five most common pesticides found in food. So number one is glyphosate, and this is also known as Monsanto's Roundup. So obviously the the hotly, um, the very contentious company Monsanto that's responsible for a lot of genetically modified soybeans, uh, yeah, around the world and for genetic modification of foods. So this pesticide, glyphosate, is used on genetically modified soy, corn, canola and cotton, as well as home gardens and parks. Glyphosate has been linked to birth defects, neurological disorders, fertility issues and cancer. So that's number one. Number two is atrazine, which is a weed killer. It's used a lot in the US and especially on sweet corn in the kind of midwest area of the states so this pesticide is an endocrine disruptor and it increases the risk of birth defects again infertility and possibly cancer number three is chlorpyrifos and this can be found on cotton almonds oranges apples and corn crops It has a wide range of health effects from mild headache to more serious conditions such as respiratory paralysis and a high risk of ADHD. Then we've got uh, metalachlor. This is a herbicide and is recognised as causing cancer and it's used again on corn, soy as well as lawns and trees. So people use these in their gardens as well and on public gardens and lawns and things. And then number five is metamsodium. And this pesticide is used as a fumigant and is applied usually to potatoes. And I've heard farmers tell me that sometimes potatoes are sprayed up to 15 times with this stuff. So that's a lot, isn't it? Um, and it can have side effects like nausea, difficulty breathing, vomiting, hormone disruption, disruption, and again, birth defects. And just to give you a bit of information on, you know, the extent of pesticides on our crops and in our farms, a single sample of strawberries in this particular research study showed 13 different pesticides. 98% of the peaches tested in this research Um, tested positive for at least one pesticide residue 99% of the tested samples turned out to have pesticide residues so out of everything tested 99% had pesticide residues so yeah it's it's a big issue for for our produce for our foods so other 
health conditions linked with pesticide use is obesity and diabetes, Parkinson's disease, infertility and birth defects that we've seen a lot, haven't we? Autism and cancer. So this isn't a a minor issue here. This is a, a major issue of our current age. The fact that farms are using so many pesticides in such large quantities and it's linked categorically with different diseases that are yeah are making us ill it's going to affect our future generations when there's birth defects and we've seen such a rise in things like adhd autism cancer parkinson's diabetes obesity so all these things you know we only have to look around and say yeah there is a prevalence of these illnesses and diseases so what can we do about it well let's look at the top 15 or so foods that contain the most pesticides so we know where the land lies and um excuse the pun and we can be looking to make some changes here so here's the top foods and when i say foods in particular produce so fruits and vegetables arable farming produce that are most contaminated with pesticides so number one is strawberries and this has been number one for a few years now and I'm getting this from the environmental working groups website which has got a list of all 48 fruits and vegetables with pesticide residue data and this is it um, ewg.org and you can click on the link that says the dirty dozen and the clean 15 So it says EWG analysed pesticide residue testing data from the US Department of Agriculture and the Food and Drug Administration to come up with rankings for the the following popular fresh produce items. All 48 foods are listed below from worst to best. So as I say, strawberries are right at the top of the list. So we want to be avoiding, really, at all costs, commercially bought strawberries. Same goes for number two, spinach and if you think about it you know if spinach is sprayed the leaves are so very thin aren't they that even if we wash these things the pesticides aren't going to get get washed off and oftentimes the the pesticide permeates through the skin of the fruit or the vegetable anyway so think of you know certainly something like spinach it's going to be throughout the whole leaf that pesticide and strawberries again you're going to be getting pesticides into the layers of the skin because you directly eat don't you a strawberry you don't peel a strawberry or take off the outer outer skin we eat the strawberry whole so strawberries number one spinach number two number three is nectarines number four is apples so with something like an apple you could say to yourself well what about if i took the skin off the apple potentially it could make a bit of a difference but there's a lot of goodness in an apple skin and in a nectarine skin and a peach skin and a pear skin so why do we want to be taking the that yeah that fiber rich that nutrient rich skin off of our fruit because it's been contaminated with pesticides the better option is to be buying an organic version of that um, spinach apples nectarines so number five is peaches number six is pears seven is cherries number eight is grapes nine is celery ten is tomatoes eleven sweet bell peppers twelve is potatoes 
13 is cucumbers, 14 is cherry tomatoes, and number 15 is lettuce. So there's a few common themes here. Firstly, the thing that sticks out in my mind is anything that's green and leafy and very, very thin and wafery. So spinach and lettuce, for example, obviously, yeah, we want to be buying organic every single time. Then you've got all your salad veg. So cherry tomatoes, cucumbers, celery, as well as the spinach and the lettuce. So I always make a point of of always buying um, organic celery, cucumbers, spinach every single time because I also make a lot of smoothies. So imagine if what you're doing, you're thinking that you're doing something healthy, if you're like me making a smoothie, imagine eating large quantities of these salad vegetables and leafy greens every day thinking you're doing a great job for your health but because it's commercially bought it's got a real concentration of pesticides in then you're going to be yeah just increasing the amount of pesticides that you're exposing your body to by not buying organic and and buying these commercially bought salad veg which are really high on the list of containing a lot of pesticides so to recap spinach lettuce cucumber celery tomatoes and also you can add kale to that kale is down at number 19 on the list as well so all of those salad veg anything you might be putting in a green smoothie wants to definitely be organic not a commercially bought sprayed version and then you've got the fruits which you don't peel so the strawberries the soft fruits peaches apples pears cherries grapes blueberries are later down on the list as well so those things those soft fruits sweet juicy fruits you want to be buying organic you want to be avoiding the pesticide laden um, commercially bought ones so that's all i'll say on that list let's now look at the clean 15 which is the things that you can buy potentially commercially bought and not have to worry so much about them being organic so number one is sweet corn so sweet corn, yeah, is is number one on the clean 15 list. And if you think about it, sweet corn comes in a husk, doesn't it? So you can take that husk off. What I would say on sweet corn is you just want to make sure that although it might be commercially grown, that it's not genetically modified because much of, um, certainly in America, much of the sweet corn is genetically modified. So you don't want to be, you know, f- not factoring that in as well. So as long as it's not um, GM, then a commercially bought sweet corn is okay on our okay list. Number two is avocados. And think about that again. It's something that is peeled. You don't eat the skin of the avocado, do you? So you're getting the goodness from the inside, throwing away the outer layer. And the same goes for number three on the list, pineapples. We never eat the skin of pineapple, do we? Well, most people I know don't. So you're cutting off quite a thick chunk of the of the flesh there, aren't you? And getting rid of it. So Number one on our list of okay foods, sweet corn. Number two, avocados. Three, pineapples. Number four is cabbage. Now, that actually surprises me. Um, and that's nice to hear, actually, that a commercially bought non-organic cabbage is not too bad. Number five is onions. Um, and again, onions are peeled, aren't they? So that gives it some protection. Number six is sweet peas, frozen, which is nice to know, isn't it? Because I don't know about you, but I rarely buy fresh peas, whereas frozen peas are just so convenient, aren't they? So that's good to hear. Number seven is papayas. 
But again, as with sweet corn, you need to make sure that it's not genetically modified because some papayas are GM these days. Number eight is asparagus. Number nine is mangoes, so another peeled fruit. 10 is eggplant or aubergine. Number 11 is a honeydew melon and 12 is kiwi and 13 is cantaloupe melon. So again, three peeled fruits. Number 14 is cauliflower and number 15 is grapefruit, which again is peeled. So I think we've got a bit of a pattern here, haven't we? The things that we definitely should be buying organic and not buying commercially uh, our salad vegetables, our leafy greens and our soft fruits that we don't peel. And the things that we possibly can get away with are anything with a thick skin, such as avocados, pineapples, onions, mangoes, melons, grapefruits, oranges. Those things are on the clean 15 list with less pesticides and our ability to get rid of some of the pesticides by um, by peeling those things. So that's a good rule of thumb to, to live by when you're out in the supermarkets just have this in the back of your mind you know we want to be increasing our 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 savviness if you like as a consumer as a buyer of produce fruits and vegetables so here's a question you might be asking that's all very well about fruits and vegetables and that's useful information but what about meat and dairy products how do pesticides affect them and if you're asking that question then that's a smart question to ask and not many people do they just assume that meat and dairy are fine and it's just the fruits and veg and things and grains that are affected so then that they feel that gives them carte blanche to go out and eat lots and lots of meat and dairy products but just hold your horses on that because meat actually and dairy products are oftentimes found to have more pesticides than their fruit and vegetable counterparts even and there's a reason for that a number of different reasons firstly what are the animals eating the animals are eating the lowest of the low quality of food you know you'd be shocked if you knew what went into a lot of animal feed there's been all sorts of stuff found not least you know fecal matter and blood and guts of other animals and things and yeah diseased animals so and they're given genetically modified feed a lot of the time so anything um, anything that the, that animal is eating is going to then be concentrated in that animal's fat and muscle tissue. So that's exactly what happens. Many times there is a higher concentration of pesticides found in meat and dairy. So for example, the pesticide dieldrin is found to be the top source of that is dairy eggs and meat are the top sources whereas something like apples and peaches are found to be the top source of endosulfan for example so yeah some some things fruit and vegetable are more highly concentrated in pesticides but for a lot of them meat and dairy are actually the worst offenders in in providing us with these pesticides when we eat them so what are the solutions then? What are our solutions to be smart and trying to minimise the amount of pesticide intake that we have in our life? And especially when we think about our children, you know, small little people taking in these harmful chem- chemicals that cause things like ADHD, autism, cancers. We want to be really giving our next generation a, a fighting chance here because just to give a little bit of context or history 
this really has, has grown massively the pesticide use in farming since the 1970s so less than 50 years so it's going to be generations before we actually see the full extent of the harmful effects here so our generation now we need to be doing something now before all the reports come out in 10 20 years time saying yeah these were really super harmful and here's the full wave of the effects we want to be ahead of the game here and, and be being able to take action now so what can we do? The obvious one is to eat organic foods. Organic foods, it doesn't mean that they're completely free of any um, sprays or anything, but oftentimes they might be sprayed with things like alcohol or much less harsh, not harsh chemicals that aren't going to harm us. So or I, for example, will always buy organic leafy greens. So spinach, kale, and then all the salad veg that we talked about, I always buy organic. And I used to buy, so things like cucumbers, celery. I used to go to a local supermarket and buy lots of them because they were cheap and juice them and, and smoothie them. I now take a different stance. I now buy quality over quantity. So I buy organic every single time. And I'd much rather have one or two organic cucumbers in a week in my smoothies with my husband than three, four or five commercially bought cucumbers that are laden with pesticides. So go for quality over quantity, especially if um, price is a factor and your food budget. And yeah, definitely all those lists, all those foods on the dirty dozen you want to be buying organic the ones on the clean 15 so your pineapples your avocados those type of things feel free to be a bit more lenient with them and then use that money that you've saved from buying commercially bought things and put that towards higher quality maybe lower quantities of the organic other produce so apples again i always buy organic pears cucumbers tomatoes all those all those soft fleshy things that you're not going to peel I will always buy organic potatoes is another one can you buy your potatoes in bulk from your local farmer organic ones because they're going to be pretty cheap another solution for overcoming pesticides certainly on the things that where the pesticide doesn't permeate through the whole of the the produce so I wouldn't do this for your spinach and leafy greens and things but maybe something let's say a potato you could use a salt wash and that's actually been found to be much much more effective than these vegetable washes that you can buy they've been shown to actually be pretty ineffective some people say use vinegar that can be good as well but even better than that studies have shown is a salt wash where you have one part salt nine parts water and just rinse off the fruit or the vegetables in that salt water and then wash it again with fresh water and that removes a lot of the pesticides so there's a nice little simple solution isn't there um, you're going to be washing your fruit and veg anyway so why not add in a tablespoon or so of salt and uh, yeah and get rid of a lot of the pesticides now in terms of meat and dairy you don't want to be washing off your meat because actually um we're advised to not wash meat because it can spread harmful bacteria around your kitchen around work surfaces and things so that is actually a food hazard to be washing meat and dairy products so what can you do again cooking doesn't actually get rid of pesticides either in many cases it's been shown to actually increase the effect of pesticides so i'm a vegan so my simple solution would be 
don't eat meat and dairy and cheese and things. But if you are inclined to be eating meat and dairy, for other health reasons, I would say you want to be keeping those to a relative minimum and do go back and listen to previous podcasts on this subject of why meat and dairy aren't particularly healthy for us and what we can be eating instead. But if you are going to be eating meat and dairy, then I would say choose your cuts wisely again go for the quality over quantity model so don't be buying fast food burgers pizzas with pepperoni and commercially produced ham and things avoid those types of things and go for a high quality cut of an organic grass-fed steak or lamb cutlet or something like that i would be avoiding pork altogether because it's a very unclean food in the sense of its health um, risks, but also, and I will talk about this in a future episode, uh, in the Bible, they're declared as unclean foods, pigs. So um, that's a topic for another discussion, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but I would be avoiding pork because it's riddled with bacteria and you don't want to be adding pesticides into that mix. So let's wrap this up then. So what we've learned is that there are a list of 15 worst offenders in commercially bought produce, fruits and vegetables. The worst ones for pesticide contamination include your salad type vegetables, leafy greens and soft fruits. There's a list of 12 or so foods that you can buy with much less risk of um, in taken in pesticides and they tend to be your fruits and vegetables with a hard skin on that you can take off that you can cut off or peel away so that's something to bear in mind when you're making your choices over your fruits and vegetables what to buy organic what not to buy organic and in terms of meat my advice would be cut it out altogether if you can't do that minimize it swap meat maybe once or twice a week for things like beans lentils that type of stuff if you are going to buy meat and dairy always buy organic because they are oftentimes the worst offenders with the amount of pesticides in if you're buying commercially bought milk cheese and meat so go for quality over quantity would be my overarching advice I would say buy less food if needs be but supplement it with the higher quality produce the higher quality meat and dairy and then add in things like beans and lentils and nuts and seeds and whole grains which are cheap you can buy in bulk they're cheap you can buy these organic um yeah still very cheaply so that will then make sure that your food bill hasn't gone astronomically high because you're buying all this organic you know high quality meat and dairy and and produce if you supplement it with the whole grains and the pulses that will make sure that it it pretty much evens out and that's been my experience it's been the experience of my coaching clients as well one of my coaching clients recently Jeff we worked together for eight weeks and he not only got rid of his stomach ulcer problem he reduced his uh his shopping bill by 200 English pounds a month that's a lot of money that's a saving of 200 pounds a month so yeah it doesn't have to be astronomically expensive by any means at all so I hope that helped today I hope that's given you some good information that you can practically put into action right away with with you and your family Okay, so to round off, I want to point you to my five-day Tame Your Toxins challenge that I'm starting next week on Monday, the 26th of February. 
And if you go to laurarimmer.com forward slash TYT, then you can get your Tame Your Toxins nine point checklist and you can join our Facebook group and you'll receive daily emails on how to tame your toxins over five days. We'll be addressing things like how to heal your gut, the truth about keto diets, plant-based diets, protein, how to yeah detoxify your whole body and lose weight. So do join us. And if you want me to coach you personally, then do reach out as well, laura at laurarimmer.com. And I'm going to leave you with just a very short verse from scripture. It's Psalm 104 verse 14. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do share it with your friends and family. Get the word of natural health with a biblical focus out there to people because people need this stuff. So yeah, feel free to share it and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. I'd appreciate that. And I will look forward to speaking to you again next week for another episode of Eternal Health. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Eternal Health Podcast. Go to laurarimmer.com to download your free Optimum Health Scorecard and find out your current health score, plus tips, coaching, and training on how to get slim, healed, and energized. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, and we'll catch you next time on Eternal Health.